yeah. So just hearing his story about life on the road really instilled in me that that's what I was going to be and that's what I wanted to do. We performed on Mornings with David Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then that same day, uh, we got added to Nova across the board. Wow. And How did that feel? Oh, I remember hearing the song on the radio for the first time after we'd played Mornings or it was like it was the same day and we were we were driving and I think Jay and George were in the front cab and I was in the back cab with my sister and um, yeah, Let Me Down Easy came on the radio and we were like, oh my God. And we were both like, I could see their arms waving and their arms <laughs> waving. Welcome back to a new episode of Songwriter Trysts. I'm Ray Lee and this is a fun podcast that is getting deeper into the brains of incredible artists and songwriters from all over the world. We are constantly looking for ways to build and support the songwriting community and have just launched our very first online live Zoom hangouts for songwriters to join up, network, collaborate and share their new music. We are heading to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas in March 2023 and we'll spread the word about who we are and what we're doing online. If you want to join the community, support the show, or meet up at South by Southwest, go to the website songwritertrist.com and check out our events page. The podcast is a volunteer program and runs on the generosity of people like you. To join the team or to feature on your own Songwriter Trist podcast, become a member on Buy Me A Coffee, also on our website. Now, let's get stuck into today's Trist. Welcome to a Songwriter Trist's with Amy Shepherd. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Mm, this is really exciting. I've heard so much about you in the industry. Obviously, we're in the same genre and the same country, and so I can't miss you. You are everywhere. Um, and I love, I have a guitar the same color as your hair, <laughs> and I, it's my favorite color. So, I like to start this podcast by getting you to tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Hi, my name's Amy Shepherd, and I am one member of Brisbane band Shepherd. Um, we have been going for about 10 years now and um, along the way we've written a few songs including Geronimo which was our you know big international hits, Coming Home, Let Me Down Easy to name a few um, and now I have just embarked on my solo career still with Shepherd, but I've just added something else into my life and yeah really enjoying the country pop scene. I just think it's such a fun genre and mm being able to incorporate pop and country is just like melding my two favorites together so I've been really enjoying it. Nice what inspired the additional workload <laughs> for <Yeah>. going solo? <laughs> it is a lot of work but um, uh, it's been in the back of my mind to do a country pop record for a really long time you know I grew up listening to country music and my dad's a huge fan and he used to wake us up early in the morning blasting Dolly Parton instead of an alarm clock um, yeah oh, nice. yeah we're grew up around two five is it triggering now <laughs> like ah. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly but yeah I mean obviously it was the 90s and at the time there was a huge pop uh, especially female pop country thing going on and yeah, um, you know Thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was listening to a lot of, um, you know, Faith Hill, Casey Chambers, and that mm-hmm. was really when I was learning how to songwrite. So I think it, uh, you know, the country world definitely rubbed off on my songwriting and I, you know, sometimes I'll still write with Shepard and be like, I've got this idea, and they're like, oh, it's probably too country for what we're thinking or <laughs> a line and they're like, oh, you, you had a bit of a twang on that, like can you take it again? And yeah, so right. 
that happened happened so many times but um yeah I decided well gosh I'm just gonna lean into it a bit more and explore this further that's exciting Um, yeah I kind of ran out of ideas of why I shouldn't do it it was just a matter of like finding the right time and yeah I started it was really 2019 that I started I went to CMC Rocks and I was so inspired by what I was seeing on stage and just the whole atmosphere the crowd the community obviously the artists and yeah, I was like, I, I think I can do this. Like, I feel like I really would fit in here. Yeah. So I went back and wrote my first country single and, well, specifically for a country project and yeah. um, sent it around to a few people. I think Casey Chambers was one of those people. And, yeah, she was like, this is a hit. This is great. Like, I think you're onto something here. Keep going. So that really just yeah. inspired me, you know, put one foot in front of the other and continue the, along the path of country pop. That's awesome. And so why were you at Country um, CMC? It was at CMC, did you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I thought about just... it. I was a country music fan. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I got tickets and went along just to enjoy, really. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Are you going to go again this year? Because I think that's soon, uh, isn't it? Oh, I can't make it this year. Shepard have a show that weekend in Melbourne, so I won't be able to make it and I'm just – I'm devastated because the lineup is so good. It's the best, and it's just getting better every year. Um, I have not been yet. It's on my bucket list, and I'm I'm in Gold Coast, so like I'm literally down the road. And I oh, it's such a well, you've got to go. I know. I well, yeah, I'm going to be in Texas this year for that time. I'm going to the South by Southwest. Have you been to that oh, one? I have. Yeah, we've played Shepherd of Flame. Yeah, was it good? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, you can have the best time. <laughs> I have to get tips off you later because we're recording now. But I, um, this is my first time, so I'm like. I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous. Tell me about music for you, like growing up. Where did it start? Where did it come from? Obviously, your dad playing uh, Dolly in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so my fa- folks are like really big music fans. Um, my dad, he can play piano, but he can only really read music. He can't really play for enjoyment, and I think that's something that he always wanted. That he wanted that for us to be able to just play and have fun and mm. actually enjoy. Everything. And so, yeah, we had piano lessons from a really young age as a lot of kids do and then one day I was kind of rummaging through my dad's or through my parents um storage and I found an old guitar and I was like whose is this and it happened to be my dad's and it had like three strings and I was just walking <laughs> away like trying to work out how to play this thing it was out of tune and obviously it needed some um, polishing up so yeah they got it fixed up for me and started getting me lessons with this guy called Brooke Tao. And um, we grew up in Papua New Guinea, by the way. I'm not oh, sure if okay, I mentioned cool. that. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah so um, I didn't really have a lot of exposure from the outside world except, like, what was in my parents' house. Um, what were you doing in Papua New Guinea? What was? Uh, my dad um, lives up there and has a business up there. So okay. I was born there and cool. we grew up there. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think my guitar teacher, um, Baruch Atau, he had these incredible stories of his life in the music industry and he was a session musician for the likes of um, Madonna and Janet Jackson, wow. member of Yothi Yindi and he just had these incredible stories of touring and life on the road and, you know, anything's possible. He really, really was our mentor for many, many years and really instilled in us that, you know, with hard work we could go anywhere we wanted and, mm-hmm. yeah, so just hearing his story about life on the road really instilled in me that that's what I was going to be and that's what I wanted to do. So ever since I was about the age of 10, this is what I was going to be doing. It's really early to really know that that's what you want to do and to have someone that's that encouraging 
from so early on as well is amazing. Yeah. Well, your parents, yeah. I know that your parents are fans of music, but that conversation that every kid, especially if they're creative, having with their parents, oh, I'm going to do music as a career and that's how I'm going to live. How did, mm-hmm. <laughs> how did that conversation go for you guys? Supportive or? I on the parent lottery, honestly, they've been so supportive in, you know, every step of the way and they just, they just want us to be happy. So they've been encouraging every step of the way. I don't think my mum, I think she's missed one show of Shepherd. Oh. Like she has been there every step of the way and she comes on tour with us and she's kind of just like, I guess she wears the hat of assistant. She does like all the, you know, all the jobs that we, we really need done. She's um, the band mum. That's awesome. She's the mum, yeah. And it actually is really nice having her there because there are some times that I'm like, you know, I, I'm sure other bands look at us and they're like, oh how old are you guys? You're still touring with your mom. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she is, she works, yeah, really well with us. And um, I, I imagine touring any other way now because she's just so helpful. And yeah, I think it, they, they've, our parents have been like great assets to us and in really like supporting everything that we do um, unconditionally. Which, yeah. I, I love that. And if I'm honest, like I, you know, after 200 people talking to, about this sort of thing, having supportive parents is, like you said, the lottery because it is yep. so rare um, that yep. there are parents who don't fear for their child's future when they say they want to be a, an artist, um, no. which I understand as well because I definitely had that fearful parent or the guidance counsellor that said, no, music's a hobby, you need a career. <laughs> um, and I, And so I completely understand it but at the same time, um, I think that there's definitely some education that could go out about it as well as um, yeah. having a supportive parent is amazing. Yeah, there's so many different avenues within the music industry that you can go down. Mm. Um, so I do, I do think that it is a real career and obviously I've made a real career. So many, many people have. Even yeah. if you're not like the famous person in the world, there is still a career to be had. So, um, yeah, I do feel yeah. very, very for that. One of, from- one of my favorite quotes I think was from either like Will Smith or Jim Carrey or one of those guys and they were like if you believe it's possible you'll be right and if you believe it's not possible you're probably also right yeah it's just like it's so it true what you believe hey I guess like I never had a backup plan so <laughs> it was this thing and every step that I've taken has been towards this goal and you know over the course of whatever 20 years it has all built up and yeah exponentially yeah. been able to get to that's awesome. It's really cool to hear how you've grown and you've had that support and how much of a difference that's made for your career as well. Um, yeah. I want to know about songwriting. When did you start songwriting after you, you know, where, did that come first or did the music come first and then you started songwriting? I think I was around 12 when I wrote my first song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd been having lessons for about two years and, yeah, and then I kind of just – just trying to remember, I think I met someone and she was like a teenager. It was like a friend of my parents. And then we went to their house and she pulled out her guitar. Her parents were like, come on, play for them, play for them. And she sung this beautiful song that she had written. And I remember just being like, that is sick. I'm going to go and learn how to do Cut away the red tape. We're together in the fast lane. We don't need to pump the brakes. Baby, this is love and it won't wait.
I went back and tried. It was not the best song ever, obviously, but um, yeah, I tried to write a song. Um, yeah, and I guess to if- write a hit your first time. I've had I've talked to some people who their first song was a hit, and it's like really that's wow. You can't say that. You can't. <laughs> You're just making everyone yeah. else feel bad. <laughs> Wow, I'd love to speak to those people. How did you do that? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Some people just have the gift. Yeah, have a life what? experience. <laughs> yeah, life experience. <laughs> what do they say? You got to you got to have life experience before you can write or something like that. But then you know, I, I've talked talked to fourteen year olds and they say, well, they don't have huge life experience, and so they just they write what they see on movies or they'll write yeah. a story based on what you know a story that they like and just make it up. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. So. Yeah, inspiration can come from everywhere, and I think as a songwriter, you have to do that sometimes. It's just embellish, embellish stories, or just like little. You might have had a little experience, and it didn't actually go that way, but it doesn't mean you can't write a beautiful story about it. Yeah, fantasy. What do they say? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good song. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So, twelve, you started writing songs when you know you were leaving high school. Or- when did the band stuff happen? Was that after high school, or because you? Yeah, it you was. But um, after school, I um, didn't know what I wanted to do because I, I had I felt a lot of pressure to go to uni, um, and as a lot of people do. But I knew yeah. that going to uni probably wasn't the smartest option for me with what I wanted to do, knowing that I wanted to be a performer. So you um, think about doing like and- an arts music degree or anything like that. Yeah, well, I just didn't want to be locked in for three to five years, you know, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to – I found a TAFE course and I was like, cool, it's music performance, it's one year, I can get a taste of all of these things and then I can go on to uni to decide whether any of these, um, you know, minors are going to suit what I want to do. So I I was able to do like a course on – music performance, I was able to do songwriting, I was able to do production, music business, and all sorts of things throughout the year. So it was really, really cool to um, mm. uh, experience that year. It was one of the best years of my life. I made like tons of muso friends, which I've never, you know, never been in a situation where I was amongst people who were the same as me. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was just a really cool year and really opened my eyes to um yeah, the possibilities in the music industry. And I really loved uh, music production. And um, one of my projects was to produce, write, produce, and market your first EP. So wow. and you take all the photos and everything. Um, mm, and, of course, I learned just a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was huge, but I actually learned a lot from it. And, yeah. um, um yeah, my brother, George, he was living in Sydney at the time, but he was visiting Brisbane. I was like, oh, my God, I've left this assignment to the last minute. Uh, can you please, like, I knew that he could kind of sing because I saw him do, like, a musical theatre um, assessment piece in um, when he was at acting school. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, cool. To jump on and sing some of my harmonies. And he's like, oh, why don't we do this? And, like, you should do this and then do that. And he had all these ideas and then we came to this like incredible song and I did really well on the assignment um obviously passed and I was like we should do this like let's just keep writing we'll just be like a folky duo like and then Angus and Julia came out and we're like god damn it you know we can't do it anymore sibling duo um um, which is stupid like we should yeah what do you actually think of that? Because, I mean, I definitely know that that happens where people are like, oh, no, you're too similar to someone else, so you can't do that. 
I mean, I, yeah. I, I have my own opinions, but what, what would you say to someone who maybe has that in their brain? I wouldn't let it discourage or, you know, perp- I don't think you should purposely change what comes naturally to you because someone else is doing it because you never know like what, you know, they might be thinking, oh, we're too similar to somebody else and they might change and then you've totally gone off your own course. Um, mm. I just think it's always best to stay as authentic as possible. Um, but it just so happened that at around a similar time we uh, met Jay Bovino, who's the third songwriter in Shepherd now, mm. and um, he, the three of us got together because we knew he was a, a songwriter. Um, you know, he was. You know, we're all just like babies at this age, so he yeah. hadn't done anything. The three of us just got together and like we wrote "Let Me Down Easy" and it just came out so easily. Yeah, uh, and we worked worked really well together. And the the songs definitely had a different feel to what George and I were doing on yeah. our own. Uh, but we liked it. Like it was a little bit more poppy and a little bit more catchy. And I just think the three of us really had something like a chemistry between us as songwriters. Um, and that's so, what magic is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was something magic about it. And the three of us just kept writing. We did a couple of shows around, like we did Brisbane's Valley Fiesta and um, something else in Brisbane, like this, you know, the mall in Brisbane, we played on that stage. Queen Street mall. Yep. mall, there was some, some sort of, um, you know, festival going on that we played. Yeah. Um, just nobody's, but, um, let me down easy started to get traction. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, toured around with that. Independently released that one. Yep. Yep. And, um, eventually our, um, Baruka Tao, our mentor from back in the day and, and high school teacher, um, said, Hey, like, I love what you're doing. Love the song. Let me down easy. Like, let me send it to my friend from when I was in the music industry. I'm still really good friends with Michael Chug. So let me send it to him and see what he thinks about it. And so um, long story short, Chuggy eventually heard the song, was like, cool, like I'm actually thinking of bringing, starting a a management business. So bring them in, I'll audition them and like just have a chat. And so we were like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) one of the biggest people in the industry and then all, all that we had seen about him is like him yelling at people like YouTube <laughs> videos of him you in the black t-shirt you know <laughs> so we got to his office and we thought it was just gonna be like us and him in his office but he stopped like his whole office of people to come and listen to us perform acoustically um oh, and we were just I'm having like sweat patches it's a lot of pressure <laughs> like this is your one shot Anyway, oh, did, you, did you feel that? Like you were like, if we can't make it here, like we're over. Well, well we just used the opportunity that we didn't yeah. want to miss, yeah. you know. And so luckily he liked us and then he came to see us perform an actual show in Brisbane at Black Bear Lodge. And then oh, he's yeah. like, guys, I want to sign you under Matt as management. And so, yeah, once he signed us, obviously a lot of doors opened in terms of people being able to hear our music. We did a tour, our first international tour. Um, yeah, and then eventually Australia was like, oh, who are these Australian, who is this Australian band in the US doing these cool things? Um, mm. Yeah, and then we we performed on Mornings with David Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then that same day uh, we got added to Nova across the board. Wow, and how did that feel? Oh, I remember hearing the song on the radio for the first time after we'd played 
mornings or it was like the same day and we were we were driving and I think Jay and George were in the front cab and I was in the back cab with my sister and um yeah let me down easy came on the radio and we we're like oh my god and we were both like I could see their arms waving and our arms away <laughs> like a moment you'll never forget um that's beautiful yeah um yeah and then obviously to follow up we were at Geronimo and that just yeah took us to that next level yeah awesome and then you've decided to do a side thing but you're still running with the band and then you're just doing this side thing for yourself to keep yourself extra busy obviously and, and yeah, a podcast just, <laughs> uh, yep and we've got a, I'm, I've got a podcast with my husband called Couple Goals named after my current single yeah and that's been a lot of fun as well and a different it's something I haven't delved into before mm-hmm. but it's been yeah it's learning curve and I guess just another way for fans to get to know me a little bit better yeah and if your gift is talking which is my husband says um that's one of my greatest gifts (laughs) so you know it's it's something that you should um embrace your strengths obviously I want to know with your solo stuff are you writing by yourself or are you writing with other people how's that songwriting process happening yeah I normally like starting songs and ideas by myself and then I love teaming up with people to see where they can go I find that's really helpful for me because sometimes I'll be like oh it's a good idea and or I'll write the song and then the chorus I feel could be better I always love topping what it already is so um yeah like with couple goals the current single um I flew down to Launceston to meet the Wolf Brothers and they had heard that I was releasing a country um EP mm-hmm. and yeah they invited me down to write with them and um they had the idea of couple goals they were like okay we can see this um you know how on Instagram people like used to use like hashtag couple goals or you're so couple goals um yeah okay yeah, okay why don't we use that as a play on words and we'll be like I have a couple of goals which are couple goals with you and we're like yeah. sweet and so we wrote, wrote um yeah, and then I came back to Brisbane and I was like, ah, oh, listening to the, the verse and I was like, I think I can top this verse. Like the verse isn't like really grabbing me like it should be. So I rewrote the whole verse and sent it through to them. They're like, cool, we love it. So it is really interesting how a song is just like my brother and I always say it's almost like a sand castle. Like you keep adding layer and melding it and then eventually mm-hmm. it's this beautiful castle. But, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's never just like a straightforward process that you follow every time. No, it's you got to like just let the song sit sometimes. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had ideas that have sat for five years until they've been finished, and then there's songs that are like they just all come out at once. <laughs> so you just you have to let it do what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. Do you... I just make sure that I record. Yes. Every year, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you're probably like me, and you have like a, an iPhone or something full of like voice notes and little tags and notes and things. Yeah. I've been building mine up so yep. that next time I go to Nashville, I just have like a phone full of ideas. So I can just be like, all right, here are my ideas. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I want to know a little bit more about like with your songwriting, do you feel like you have a more strength in like melody or ideas or lyrics, which one that comes more simply to you? Or do you feel like you have a kind of strength in all mm, of it? I think songwriter, you do need to have all three of those things. But um, – mm-hmm. I don't know. I think melody for me. I really like the catchy hooks. You know, I think that's definitely something that I've brought to Shepherd. Um, yeah, 
I find I do like writing lyrics sometimes, but sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. Um, I'm good with ideas. Like I yeah. have a, no, I think of it, I'll just write it down in a note and um, that's always something that I come back to. And sometimes, you know, you'll pitch an idea in a writing session and people are like, oh, yeah, what about something else? But then you'll pitch it in another writing session with different people and they think it's great. So, and a great yeah. song comes out of it. So, yeah. I never I like that. to, um, yeah, discard any ideas. Just write them all down and um, visit them later. Someone told me once they put them in the boneyard. Have you ever done uh, that? Mm, so, like, un- unused ideas in one right, put them in the boneyard and bring out the boneyard at the next co-writing session. It's funny. When we write with Shepard and I do it as well we use Google Docs yeah. and um we've got down down the bottom of every Google Docs we have Badlands it's called yeah. so <laughs> the like the, the, but <laughs> yeah. any don't use go there so they're not deleted just in case you know exactly because yeah there's no bad ideas in those sorts of things yeah all right if you could give some advice to someone who was just starting out something you wish you'd known maybe when you were younger that you know now what would you impart um, I think just that, like there are no bad ideas. I think I've struggled a lot with imposter syndrome, being like, am I good enough? I think it's still something that I, you know, still struggle with, especially oh, coming so you're human. into yep. kind of, yeah. <laughs> and a woman. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Encourage people to like work through that um, sooner rather than later and just remember that you are good enough and the more you do it, the better you're going to get. So you're not going to be comfortable in every session. You're not going to be great at every session, but the more you do it, the more ideas are going to, yeah, come to fruition and you've just got to be in the moment and experience it and that's how you gain confidence is just by being uncomfortable. That's great. I read a great book once that said feel the fear and then do it anyway. Have you read that one? Yeah. It's, the title says it all anyway. but <laughs> That's um, really the motto that I live by because like releasing my own solo stuff is one of the most terrifying things I've done. Every time I go on stage, I'm terrified, but I just do it anyway and it works out. Go girl. Uh, I love it when people say they're facing their fears. I suffer from major stage fright and like I was so nervous to sing an original song. I did my first open mic in 2019 after I'd been wow. to Nashville and I was so inspired. I'm like punching myself. I'm like, snap out of it. You can do this. Um, so I think, yeah, like when I think about where I was like four years ago and that I can do it now, it's like that's so weird because mm. I'm such a different person because of it. So I think you do, yeah. you just got to feel it, do it anyway, you're not going to die. Or, you know, if you're, if you're passionate enough, I think you do it anyway and then. And then you figure out that it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you figure it out, yeah, you figure it out. But I'm yeah. still like that's how I know I'm meant to do I don't know about you, but like if something scares me, that's usually the telltale that I should probably be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'll have to do that. Dream. Yeah, you. Sorry? The saying that if, you don't, if your goals don't scare you, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm, I love that one. Good quote. I'll use that for your quote. Um, <laughs> all right. So this one's about your inspirations, and I'm, I feel like you're probably going to have a lot. But if you could collaborate with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um. It's got to be Shania Twain for me. She is just, she's an icon. <laughs> she is the moment. No, she's, she um, she, I just love how she's stayed relevant for so many years. She's been through so many struggles. You know, it hasn't always been easy street for her. Um, 
even just from the beginning, she's really fought her way through as a woman in the industry and all that she's gone through and she's still standing and she's thriving. She's like at one of her most successful points right now. And I think that's really inspiring Mm -hmm. for me is to see women who are over 30 and plus and can still have a career. And I think that's great. And, you know, Dolly as well um, because she's she's still here all these years later and that's something that I really admire. I love that. Both both are on my list as well. And they are. It is so inspiring to see um, older women and that whole imposter syndrome. I don't know about you, but I'm over 30 and, and I've got three kids and sometimes being in an industry that is so full of young kids who are single and got no, you know, all the freedom in the world, um, it can be really hard to go, hang on a second, no, there's space for me as well. Yes. Um, I think as a songwriter, but... I've even talked to songwriters in their 60s, 70s, 80s who, you know, we all go through different phases. They may not be performing live very much, but they're still writing songs with amazing people. So, yeah, you just – I was an – oh, this is what I was doing. I was at an acting thing on the weekend with a casting director and he's like, you're the perfect age. doesn't matter what age you are. That's exactly how old you're meant to be. (laughs) So you go with it, right? So I love that. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for sharing with me. I've got five minutes left. This is kind of past the official questions of me picking all the information out of your brain that I can. Um, Mm. Is there anything else you'd like to share about, you know, your latest single, what you're doing in the future, what it is that you want to inspire or encourage other people who are listening? Um, I think we've covered most of it, but just, um, yeah, obviously I've got a ton more music up my sleeve ready to go. I've only released five songs so um plenty more where they came from and if you love pop and you love country I think uh I hope you like my music I think you will and um thanks for listening oh I think you'll nail it and I'm looking forward to sharing it all going to be on the blog on songwriteress.com I'll put all your links so people can contact you follow you listen to music all that sort of stuff um but yeah if there's anything ever I can do to help support you and encourage you and lift up your new songs just let me know looking forward to sharing it It's been a lovely chat. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website songwritertrists.com. No one can hear me Wish I could